Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Good morning and welcome to Business Desk Today, your daily podcast featuring some of our top stories. It's Monday, May 29th, and I'm Rebecca Howard in Wellington. In one of our most important stories, the wife of late business commentator and Milford Asset Management co-founder Brian Gaynor has launched a $2 million fund to support business journalism in New Zealand. Anna Gibbons announced a contestable $2 million endowment to develop business and economic journalists across the country, with applications set to open in August. The fund, launched by the Brian Gaynor Initiative, will support business and economic journalists, news projects, educational initiatives, and investigative and research proposals. Two tranches of $1 million will be deployed this year and in 2024, with the announcement of the fund's first distributions set to take place in November. Gaynor died after a short illness last year on May 16th. Gibbons said the new fund was a fitting way to honor his legacy in the financial and media sectors. The initiative was launched at the annual Voyagers Media Awards in Auckland. In other news, the market was disappointed with the Fisher & Paykel healthcare result, driving the stock down more than 6.5% on Friday. Analysts said the biggest issue was the cautious outlook and a slower-than-expected gross margin improvement forecast. In an interview, Chief Executive Lewis Graydon said it will benefit from the fact that its high-flow nasal therapy hardware became the frontline choice for COVID-19, but it won't happen overnight. The only real thing that COVID-19 changed is that customers have a lot of the hardware, he said. While the high nasal flow therapy is now part of clinicians' everyday vocabulary, and while hospitals will need consumables, the challenge is that some customers believe the hardware is for COVID-19, he said. We need to work through the clinical evidence and the clinical data and show how it can be used for non-COVID patients. On the plus side, I have just described our business for the last 50 years. It's what we do, he said. Here's a bit of what he had to say get more and more clinical practice pipelines, but it's still a process of working with hospitals and going doctor by doctor, respiratory therapist by respiratory therapist, department by department, working through the clinical practice guidelines with them and helping them change their practice for how they treat their patients. What COVID's done for us now is that, well, at least they've already got the hardware. On another front, Ian Llewellyn reports Salt Management's Carbon Fund has reported a more than 20% loss in the 12 months to March, underlining the collapse in carbon prices in the last months of 2022. Salt's fund is one of the few ways retail investors can get exposure to carbon prices, which are set by the secondary markets dealing with New Zealand units. These are the equivalent of one ton of carbon, and must be surrendered by those who emit carbon under the emissions trading scheme. In its latest quarterly report, SALT said that it had $80.9 million in the fund. For the year to March 31st, the fund recorded an annual return, after deductions for charges and tax, of minus 20.53%. This compares to a positive return of more than 60% in the 12 months to March 2022. In other news, be sure to tune into the Cooking the Books podcast, where Francis Cook takes you through what you need to know about the falling property market. Now, stay tuned after the break for a quick steer on the market and a sneak peek at the quiz.
Street, tech stocks are still benefiting after NVIDIA soared Thursday. The Nasdaq Composite closed out its fifth straight weekly gain on Friday, jumping 2.5% in five days and is now up 24% this year. Markets were largely positive on Friday, but the U.S. debt ceiling negotiations continue to loom large. According to Reuters, U.S. President Joe Biden and top congressional Republican Kevin McCarthy appear to be closing in on an agreement that would raise the government's $31.4 trillion debt ceiling for two years. And any deal in principle between Biden and McCarthy will be the start of what could easily be a week-long process of shepherding legislation through the narrowly and bitterly divided Congress. On the plus side, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen extended the deadline for raising the debt limit to June 5th from June 1. The uncertainty, however, may weigh on the New Zealand share market, which ended down 1% on Friday. Meanwhile, keep an eye out for earnings reports from Metro Performance Glass, Radius, and Asset Plus. Now for a sneak peek at the quiz. There is no Canadian content today, but there is an agriculture question, which, as Business Desk's agriculture editor, I feel duty-bound to share. What famous South Island High Country Sheep Station took its name from an ancient region that is now part of Iraq? That's all from me for now. Don't forget to follow the podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. 